0: Welcome to The Fathers Speak, a production of the Orthodox West. Each day, Father John Finton reads a selection fitted to the Western liturgical calendar from one of the Fathers of the Church. On this Quinquagesima Sunday, let us listen to a portion of a homily by our Father among the Saints, Peter Chrysologus after the heavenly miracle of the virgin birth shone throughout the whole world. The joyful festivities marking the Lord's birth were completed, and the venerable Feast of Epiphany also has been celebrated. The Lord foretells the sequence of events surrounding his passion to his disciples when he speaks as follows. Behold, we are now going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be handed over to the chief priests, and they will condemn him to death, And they will hand him over to the Gentiles, and they will mock him and spit at him, and after three days he will rise. Adversities overtake the ignorant, not those who have knowledge. He willed to suffer, since of his own accord he went up to the place where he would suffer. Death has sway over the unwilling, but it is the servant of those who are willing. Therefore, since he is willing to die, it is not a mishap, but an act of power. I have power, he says, to lay down my own life, and I have power to take it up. No one takes it from me. Where there is the power to lay down life and to take it up, dying in this case is not something inevitable, but something that is willed. No one, he says, takes it from me. If no one, then certainly not even death itself. Indeed, death was not able to take his life away, Nor was the underworld able to hold on to it, since, as it trembled at his bidding, it lost even those souls that it was holding in captivity. And the tombs were split open, it says, and many of the bodies of the saints rose up. Just as, when Christ was being born, conception did not follow its natural order, birth did not proceed according to custom, nature did not observe its own laws, so too at his death. Tatarus lost those he was keeping under his sway, hell forfeited the prerogative of its age-old power, and death relinquished what had been guaranteed under the ancient law by decree of the new order. God, who knows all that is to be known, knew, because he had foreseen what was going to happen, that at the scandal of the cross, at the violence of the passion, at the injustice done to the Creator, the earth would quake, the sky would tremble, light would flee, the sun would hide, hell would shudder, and all creation would be disturbed and thrown into confusion. For the world which could not endure divinity covered with our body, foresaw that it would be stripped of our flesh, a thing it would not bear, and especially since it had recognized how great were the sacrileges committed against this man, it supposed that they had actually inflicted injury on his divinity." The Lord kept warning his disciples of these things time and time again, placing them before their eyes and, as it were, setting up the arena for his passion and leading them into it. He was signifying that there would be as many kinds of abuse as there would be kinds of wild beasts, that there would be as many spectators as persecutors, who, in seeking not a victory from the conflict, but only an assent to the death of the victor, would shout, Crucify, crucify! They would go so far as to lift up their savage eyes and their lethal voices to heaven, or rather against heaven, until in their cruel feeding frenzy, by contending with holy blood, they would smear themselves and their posterity and wallow in that blood as they yelled, His blood be upon us and upon our children. The Lord Jesus was depicting what his passion would look like by very often mentioning it in this way. So that his disciples would expect what was to be expected, and not be overcome by the weight of an unforeseen burden, nor be overwhelmed by a surprise assault. Things that are known prepare the Spirit. Things announced make it strong. Things expected give people warning and render them strong through it all.